0: Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission, right where you are and wherever you go. I'm Tim Dutellis, and on this episode, I have a conversation with Leslie Armour. She's the Missions Director at Champion Forest Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. You're going to hear a surprise announcement on how they're doing with the New Missions shoebox drive, but also you'll discover how she has made missions personal to her when she travels the world and also makes a difference right close to home. Let's enjoy this conversation with Leslie. I'm so thankful to have some time today with a dear friend from Houston, Texas. Leslie, thanks for being with us.
1: Oh, it's so good to be with you today.
0: And Leslie's from a church partner of ours, Champion Forest Baptist Church. Uh, Most people may not know this, but. You all are the largest collection spot in the nation for shoeboxes for new missions. So first, let me kick this off with saying, wow, and thank you. Wow, You all are so, so generous and so fun to work with.
1: I did not even realize that, but um, oh my goodness, feelings mutual. We just love it. Our people love new missions.
0: You know, it's interesting, Leslie, one of the things that you have done over the years, I mean, and you've been at Champion Force, we were just talking about this pre-episode, that 30 seven years.
1: <laughs> but a you, that's
0: a long time. But you have a heart for missions in your role as missions director. Uh, what birthed in you that passion to make missions so personal?
1: I grew up in a very strong mission-minded home. Missionaries were in and out of our house all the time. And so I accepted Christ at nine, but at age 11, I definitely felt a call to missions. And I made that public in my small little church that we were in. And I didn't know what that meant at that time. I really kind of deep down thought I would be a missionary in Africa one day. But you know how God's line is. And through the years after I got married, had children, Champion Forest called me really to be a children's minister. And I was in that area for quite a while. But on my off, if you want to say time, I led our missions. It was lay led at that time. We did not have a missions department here. And um, I led it and uh, lots of things. We were very, very busy, even without a mission department at this large church. When our pastor came to me one day and said, I want you to really pray about, you know, being missions minister It immediately took me back to age 11 when I knew God was calling me. It's just amazing. I have to pinch myself, you know, to think what God's allowing me to do and see and minister all over. One of the biggest rewards to me is when I see other people, quote, get it, you know, where they go on a mission trip or they go across the street and serve or they get that shoebox and see what it feels like to fill it and send it to Haiti and the relationship that they have if they sponsor a child throughout the years. And it's so cool to see people get excited about missions. I just am so blessed that God's allowing me to do what I do.
0: And you've traveled so many places. Has there been a place that you have been, can't wait to go back to?
1: Yes. So many of the places that we have partnerships with, they're just so special in their own way. But I can honestly say... Africa is one of those places that I have seen so many different ways God has worked that I will never forget. That's just been such
0: lessons. What have you learned from some of the cultures you have visited?
1: A quick story. um, I had a team in Africa. We were in the slums working. Uh, There was a church that reminds me so much of Haiti where they... Uh, is a church. It also acts as a school. That also acts as a church building and feeding program, and and we were helping with that in a place called Spring Valley. But one day, we took care packages to some of the surrounding shacks in the slum, uh, to just some of the people that are believers, and we got to this one, probably a ten by ten what they called a house and no walls, just sheets and no electricity, no running water and dirt floors. And it was an African woman named Lillian and she had seven children and her husband the year prior had been beheaded in a government squabble, Wow! but she knew Jesus. And we went in and she was so excited for us to be there. And we were sitting there and we were talking and sharing. And at the end, I said, and we gave her her care package, which was different food and stuff that she could use to cook with. And, and I said, so Lillian, is there anything you need that we could pray for you about? And she said, just smiled, beaming with those high cheekbones, you know, those beautiful Kenyan women have. And she said, oh, Leslie, I cannot think of anything I need. Let's just pray for more people to come to know Jesus. And Tim, it was at that time that I just, I I could hardly audibly speak. Mm. God showed me that day that, yeah, Jesus is all you need. And it was a, God showed me that picture of Lillian in the slums that day that she was perfectly happy. And that was, Jesus was all she needed. And I thought, wow, God, you've given me that, that blessing to get to go tell others that Jesus is really all you need. (laughs)
0: That is beautiful. And it reminds me of my mother. She has said that numerous times whenever I would interview her or we would have a video and ask her about missions. And you know my mom well. Oh, I love your mama. (laughs) I love her. She would express that. Jesus is all you need. What a great story. Absolutely. At your church, I know that you believe your mission fields right where you are. And unfortunately, the Houston area has been hit with hurricanes have come through and situations that were quite personal to church family members. Um, and what, what has it been like for you all to live out missions kind of close to your neighborhoods?
1: You know, our church is a very, um, as you know, mission-minded church. We even have uh, put signs at every exit that you get off of the church property that says you are now entering your mission field. And as we believe, if... You can't be a missionary across the street. Don't go to Africa or Haiti. (laughs) Um, So like you said, we have had different things happen in Houston. And the most recent huge thing, I guess, was three years ago when Harvey hit. And it just wiped out so much of Houston. Our church, the minute they could, when waters went down enough that people could get to the church, we literally had hundreds and hundreds of people go do mud outs and cooking and all that type, because we had, including myself, I was on the receiving end of that because we were a victim and we lost everything, my husband and I. And it was weird for me, just a side note, to be on the receiving end instead of the giving end, first time ever on that. Our church family was just going and helping, whether they were members of our church or not members of our church that had been hit hard Our people are used to, you give them a need and it's met. And it wasn't just our church. During Harvey, the church, Jesus Church here in Houston area and from all over, the Church of Jesus just shined during that time. But also, you know, in these last couple of years with COVID, of course, it's halted, as all of us know, the travel. So we couldn't go to our different partners and other places. So we totally looked only local right before COVID hit a few months prior, we opened what we call CMC, which is a community ministry center here at our church. Wow. It was really cool to watch when everything was shut down we're the only things open around the area at our church. And uh, we had people, of course, they could not come in, but we had people drive through and we were able to give groceries. And our Champion Forest family supplied all of those. They would get curbside and groceries and then they would just drop it off in grocery baskets that we had lined up here at the church and drive out. So it was COVID safe. And yet we were able to help hundreds of people in our local community with food, those that had lost jobs.
0: It's tremendous that you're proactive you know, with the gospel through missions, what way do you really help impart that vision to people and how powerful their giving is making a difference even through your church?
1: We do not do this great. We're working on it daily, but we like to just be able to tell the story. For new missions in Haiti, for example, when you send video of uh, shoeboxes arriving, we show that. If you're not able to go, but you see where your money and your Shoeboxes and what you're doing is going, uh, it makes all the difference in the world. And if you can't see it through a video, we get people to give live testimony or we video them and show testimony. And the one on one experience, as if it can be told, is
0: key. Absolutely. I, th- I mean, those stories do become contagious. Even hearing you tell your story about your mud out situation where you lost everything in your home and, mm-hmm. you know, having to technically scrub the house and go right to the studs at the house. I mean, it's just those stories paint a picture. And I think even in missions, when someone may not be able to travel to Haiti, but to hear the story of the child in the classroom who does not want to open the shoebox yet, because they want to bring it home with their family to open really shapes a perspective of what is valued to them. And that is sharing with their family, something that they may not be able to get so easily um, because they're living in such a remote environment. And that shoebox gift blesses the entire home. I mean, shoeboxes for you all has been something that's bigger than a tradition. It's really been a movement. I, we, we talk about it in Orlando at New Missions of how much passion goes into packing shoeboxes from Champion Forest. When they arrive, you guys wrap the boxes. They're gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about your story of this.
1: It is so amazing. We have a big team of people And it grows daily, it seems like. No kidding, probably every week we get a new person because it's just so exciting. And year round, our church family knows to don't dare throw a shoebox away. We have big bins, big, nice looking, because we keep them out year round. and They're big, wooden, painted, nice bins. And it's people can bring their shoebox, drop it in the bin. And then we have a big team of people that every single week, And they wrap the shoeboxes. So when it's time, September is going to be our month, we will give out. We make it really easy for our people. And they know they can come to four or five different parts of the church beginning the first of September on a Sunday morning and come get an already wrapped shoebox with a little card in there that shows them suggestions on what to put in it and tells them, you know, when to bring it back by the end of September. We give them that date. We always have a few thousand shoeboxes brought back, and we have that team of people that come in and go through every shoebox, make sure everything is appropriate, and get it all ready for the truck to come haul it off. But it's just amazing. We have hundreds of people that have sponsored children, through New Missions in Haiti. And they are, of course, able to make their shoebox and send it for their sponsored child. So there's that relationship and excitement. And it's so cool to see moms and dads take their children on purpose to go buy for the shoebox or grandparents taking their grandchildren to go pick out what they're going to give to their child. Our people love it. They get so excited. And it's something, you know, everybody, COVID or no COVID, everybody cannot go across the world, but it gives, everybody can do a shoebox and it gives them that opportunity to be a part of something really big that God's doing.
0: One of the things I really appreciate, Leslie, not just in your storytelling of what's happening, but the tone of why it's happening whether it's through Shoebox Drive or whether it's through your local church initiatives with the community ministry center. Has it been a moment for you when there was something with someone that just reminds you that this is why we really do missions?
1: Right now, I'm thinking of four or five people that have gone on a mission trip and some close by that have come back and said, I need to talk to you and come in my office, shut the door and said, I really think he might be calling me there to be a church planter or to go in full-time ministry. There's not another feeling like it. It's just so awesome to see how God works. I can get so busy being a Martha sometime (laughs) and getting everything lined out. God, you're all over it. You on purpose put that person on that trip, whether it's close by downtown Houston or across the world. It's so cool to see how God does that.
0: That's beautiful. Well, Leslie, I really am thankful uh, first for your dedication to the mission of serving others. Uh, obviously, you have role modeled it. You're living it. And But thanks for your friendship and prayers on behalf of New Missions. It's been a joy.
1: Yeah. And
0: I can't wait for us to see one another again.
1: Oh, one, of my, I know it.
0: one of my favorite places for some amazing tacos is there in Houston. So <laughs> look forward to being back soon with you
1: yes that would be great i would love it i'm excited to see you again
0: thanks leslie thanks for your time today
1: oh it's been great we love new missions and thank you for all you do tim
0: thanks for listening to the new missions podcast helping you live life on mission right where you are and wherever you go There's still time to participate in the New Missions shoebox drive by visiting shoeboxdrive.com. Or if you want a shoebox packed on your behalf, visit newmissions.org forward slash gift. That's newmissions.org forward slash gift. Remember, your mission field starts right where you are. And thanks for listening to the New Missions podcast.